Great news. For a limited time, you can get one month free of Spectrum Mobile service. That's right, one month free with any new line. This exclusive offer is only available at select Spectrum stores. So stop by today. Our team of mobile experts are ready to help you switch and save hundreds on your mobile bill. Don't miss out on this incredible offer. Come see us at Market at Hilliard, Taylor Square, and Waterloo Crossing. Spectrum Internet and auto pay required. Restrictions apply. Visit store for details. Welcome back to the Michiana People podcast. Alex Giorgio Rubin is running for the at-large seat of the South Bend Common Council, and I got to talk to him. We talked about why he is passionate about being involved in local politics, working on Mel Hall's campaign, and being the parent of an autistic child. I knew Alex was cool when he told me he listened to Gilbert Gottfried's podcast, and I really enjoyed this interview. I hope you do, too. Michigan People Podcast is sponsored by Mapletronics, and hey, I work there. Mapletronics is dedicated to showing you how much work you can get done when your network works. Check us out at mapletronics.com and on Facebook. And here's Alex Giorgio Rubin. Alex, thanks for coming into the Michigan People Podcast Studio. Of course, thanks for having me. Or my basement basement that's adjacent to the laundry room. <laughs> Whatever you want to call it. Um, so you actually um, contacted me because you saw that I did a podcast and I'd been on hiatus for a while and I started uh, started back and started going crazy with the social mar- media marketing and stuff like that to get it back on the people's uh, uh, maps so that they would listen to it. And uh, I thought your story looks like a good one because you were running for the South Bend city council. Correct. Now I've got a couple questions right off the bat because there's a couple things I don't understand. Okay. The first thing is there's different district council people. Correct. And then there's the at large. So you are running for the at large. Right. So tell me what at large is. So the different districts, um, they each have a representative, and then everybody has three at-large representatives. Okay. So there are three at-large representatives on the council. Okay. And the way it works in the primary and then in the general is the top three vote-getters mm-hmm. are elected at-large. Okay. okay. Now, in the diff- different districts, do the people have to live in the district that they are? Yes. Okay. And the at-large just has to live within city limits. Is that Correct. right? Okay. Correct. So, like, okay. not in, like, Clay Township or anywhere like that. Okay. They have to be in the city limits. Okay. Now, the second thing, I'm glad you cleared that up for me. The second thing that I've been wondering is... What does it take to get on the ballot? Because I've never, I've never seen what the process is. What, what types of hoops um, do you have to jump through to get on the so ballot? So I'm not at that point yet, actually. Okay. Um, I have registered and formed an exploratory committee. Okay. Um, because it is too early to register to be on okay. the ballot as okay. a candidate. Um, so I'm not, I'm not yet at that point mm-hmm. right now. I'm just, um, starting up, um, my first event is going to be next week. So. Okay. Okay, great. So if you decide that it's, it's going to be a go, do you, do you have to get like a petition signed or anything to, to start or? I'm not a hundred percent on that. Okay. Um, but, uh, that all that will 
there's paperwork that I'll right. fill out that will have all of that on right, it, um, right. come January. But I am I am for sure running. Um, mm-hmm. It's just too early to fill the paperwork. Okay, not available. Okay, yet. cool. I just always wondered what the you know what the behind the scenes stuff was. Yeah, for it was actually a little tricky setting up the exploratory committee because I was doing it during a midterm election. Uh-huh, right, and I didn't want to take energy uh-huh. away from these other elections and i know that the clerk's office was swamped right but i wanted to have it so i could start like my first meeting with my team was literally the day after the election uh-huh. Uh-huh. so i wanted to be like on top of <laughs> yeah it. well that's great so obviously the next question is why do you want to run for city council um okay so picture it 2016 uh-huh. uh november 8th uh-huh. Um, <laughs> I remember it clearly. Yeah. So it's late at night. Um, the returns are not what I was expecting. Mm-hmm. Um, I was distraught. My husband was distraught. I thought it would be in the bag. Mm-hmm. I thought that Hillary Clinton would be our next president. I said, I'm not watching any more of this. This is not... These are estimates. Like, they don't have... The votes aren't verified yet. Uh-huh. I'm going to bed. <laughs> And and it's going to be okay. And I went to bed, and a couple hours later, my husband came to bed and said he just gave his acceptance speech. And I said, no, I'm going to wake up tomorrow morning, <laughs> and they are going to fix it. Uh-huh. They are going to make sure it's okay. Mm-hmm. And I kept saying they. And the next morning, I woke up, and to my horror, they did not fix it. Uh-huh. And... um. It was a hard morning. I got my son ready for school, and I think I said three words to him because I was afraid that if I said anything, that the negative energy I had was going to rub off on him, and uh-huh. I did not want him to feel the way I was feeling. Right. Um, and so I got home. I watched Hillary Clinton's concession speech, um, and then I did some thinking, and I thought, wait a minute, Alex. Duh. You're they. Mm-hmm. You're the they that was supposed to stop this. Right. You're the they that was supposed to do something. And I didn't. Mm-hmm. I, I, I volunteered for campaigns in 2008. Um, I, I was in school and didn't do much in 2012. But I really thought I didn't need to do anything in 2016. Mm-hmm. Um, and I didn't. And I let myself down. And it was kind of an aha moment for me. Mm-hmm. Where I thought... I need to do something. Like, I can't just expect that stuff is going to happen. Right. I can't expect things are going to fall into place the way that I want them to. Mm-hmm. Like, I have the luxury of being a stay-at-home parent that makes my own schedule. Mm-hmm. I have the resources and the opportunity to do something. Mm-hmm. Um, and then it was... Last February? No. Yeah, February or March... Um, the third district um, city council person stepped down and there was a special caucus. Mm-hmm. And so I threw my hat into that and it was um, like a two-week thing and there were 13 people, I think, that voted. Um, <laughs> and I did not win. Um, uh-huh. It was precinct chairs that vote to replace. Yeah. Um, and so my first thought was, well, I'm going to run in my district, but it turns out that my, the person that won Sharon McBride is a really great person. Mm-hmm. She's very transparent. She's very reachable. Mm-hmm. Um, 
and I didn't want to challenge her. And then I found out that there would be some at-large seats up, and I thought it feels right. Like it mm-hmm. just it just felt right. It felt like something that I should be doing, that I want to do, mm-hmm. and that I can do. Right, um, McBride. I've seen some you know minutes shown on the news and stuff like that she seems pretty reasonable yeah she yeah. she is she's great um mm-hmm. she's great and if you have a problem she'll get back to you right away right um, very responsive mm-hmm. that's great so you're you're getting into politics at the local level and uh you locally um what you know what types of things do you would you like to see happen in South Bend? Um, well, I, I think that South Bend is on the right track, actually, mm-hmm. um, and that good things are happening. Um, but I, I also thought the country was on the right track, and then it went in, in a direction that I, I was not anticipating. Mm-hmm. And again, it goes back to I'm the they that should have been doing something. Mm-hmm. Um, and I feel like in a world that there's so much uncertainty and so much fear um, that someone like me that comes from a Jewish household, I'm in the process of converting. Mm -hmm. I have a brown son that is um, on the low-functioning end of the autism spectrum, and I'm gay Mm -hmm. and married to a man. Um, I want to make South Bend the best possible place, somewhere where I shouldn't be afraid to live, mm-hmm. somewhere where I can have, you know, a good life, right? Um, without these fears from the outside world. Like, if anything, I want South Bend to be a safe haven for mm-hmm. people. That's that's really good. It's funny. My um, wife and I went to uh, Grand Rapids for the first time in a bunch of years to see Elvis Costello and uh, I was amazed at how Grand Rapids has changed the downtown area how it's uh, I mean we got out of the show at like 1030 and went to a couple uh, pubs and the town was just hopping and there wasn't any um, fighting going on <laughs> there, you know there wasn't there, there, no, nothing bad was happening and and i see i see a glimmer of that in south bend right now um it the the downtown area especially is looking great uh i guess my feeling is they just need to get the whole area oh um, for to, sure to, to to be the same way and uh you know, I, I I applaud the fact that you are um, getting involved and deciding that uh, you want to make a change uh, in, in in the country for the better. Uh, you know, I I've always uh, felt that my voting was enough, and uh, and I really actually started the podcast so people would have a voice, um, and I don't. Uh, discriminate against democrats republicans uh you know everybody gets to talk uh on the podcast and then let the listeners decide what uh what they want to take away from it uh i I give everybody everybody their say the first first guy i ever interviewed was uh probably the the most right-wing uh republican i've ever met and uh i like him you know you know i i uh 
as a person, you know, I don't think we'd agree on a whole lot, but as a person, I like him. Uh, so, you know, I applaud the fact that you're doing that. Now, um, leading up to deciding to do the um, run for council, you worked on uh, Mel Hall's campaign. Correct. So tell me a little bit about how that how that went, what Mel Hall was like, and and the stuff you did there. Mel Hall is one of the most kind, genuine people I have ever met. Okay. Um, he really is just a kind person. Mm-hmm. Um, and my grandmother died um, while I was working on the campaign, and um, there were a couple weeks where I didn't see him. Mm-hmm. And then he came up to me and said that he was sorry weeks later and that he was able to remember that. Wow. In the middle of this big campaign, mm. I thought was pretty incredible. Mm. Um, I'm so glad I got to work on the campaign. I got so much experience. Um, I got to interact with the candidate. Mm-hmm. Um, I knocked on so many doors. In fact, on my way here, I drove through a lot of the places that I was knocking. Oh, okay. Um, I knocked on thousands of doors. Uh-huh. I made thousands of phone calls. Mm-hmm. I wrote hundreds of postcards. Yeah. Um, and it didn't turn out in our favor. And and I I believe that it's because this district, Indiana District 2, is tailor-made for Jackie Walorski and was gerrymandered specifically for Jackie Walorski. Yeah. Um, I thought Mel was a strong candidate. Um, I was open to all of the candidates during the general um, and – or during sorry during the primary, and I'm as the treasurer of the Young Democrats, I re- remained neutral. Mm-hmm. And um, when Mel won, he had my full support, as would have either of the other candidates. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I started volunteering and interning for them, mm-hmm. and uh, they offered me a paid position, and I took it. Mm-hmm. And um, it was great experience that I will always value. Mm-hmm. I had a couple people, a um, couple Mel people at my door. Um, it was probably a month before the election. And uh, you know, I I have to be 100% honest. Um, Mel's commercials put me off more than anybody else's. Really? Yeah. He, he, seemed, he seemed aloof. Um, and superior in the commercials. When I saw him interviewed, it changed my mind. So he got my vote. So just so you know, <laughs> he got my vote, but his, his, for some reason, his commercials, um, really, and, uh, you can take it back to Mallory or, or, or whatever, but they, they bugged me and, and I, I, I tried to put a finger on it and, you know, I just got, a, I, I got a little bit of an aloof type of uh, vibe from him. Uh, so you know, as far as commercials go, his were actually the only ones I, I saw because uh-huh. um, like I would watch them as, when they came out. Yeah. Like, I, you know, I would, we, we would as a team get, right. get the file and, and I would watch it. Right. But uh, I DVR most of my stuff, and especially when I was working on the campaign, <laughs> yeah. I would work yeah. late and then go go to watch TV, and yeah. so I would skip the commercials. Yeah. So all these people were complaining about political ads on Facebook. I would right. see it, and I'm like, gosh, they're just not bothering me. Yeah. But I, I 
didn't really see any of them. Yeah, I watched them all once and and sometimes a couple times, but uh, that and it's it's just it's just my own it's just my own uh take on on political ads uh because man, people are living and dying by them and uh it's uh you know, I I had I had to vote personally, I had to vote against Walorski because I just don't think she represents, and it, it's not even a party thing. I don't think right. she really represents the um, Indiana like she should. Right, um, and I think we did see some of that. I mean, yeah. not enough to to change the vote, but right. but I definitely spoke to people that are diehard Republicans that said, you know, she just will not show up. Uh-huh. Um, and those are two people that are going to vote for that. Right. That she's anticipating are going to vote for right. her and she won't show up for them. Right. Right. I was, uh, the turnout was good. I, I voted in the afternoon and, um, based on my number in my, in my, uh, particular area, you know, I was number 400 and something and usually a midterm I vote at the same time and I'm 200 and something. So, you know, just based on my, my algebra, I, I was, there was twice as many people showing up. So yeah. It was a good turnout. It was a big midterm. Um, and this was the first time I did not vote on election day mm-hmm. because I was working. I was up for 45 or 47 hours oh, wow. total, I think. Wow. Yeah. We had a little bit of time to sleep, but I was too excited. I I, mm. couldn't, I couldn't go to sleep in between the day yeah. before and election day. Yeah. And so I was just up all the way through. <laughs> um, but I voted the first day that early voting was available. Uh-huh. And I'm usually like a, a nerd and, and want, yeah. like I get really excited about voting on yeah. election day. Like I brought my Susan B. Anthony uh-huh. dollar coin with me to vote for Hillary Clinton. Uh-huh. And, um, <laughs> Like I get excited about it, but I wasn't able to do that this time. Right, right. Well, it was it was it was a definitely interesting election. Do you know if Mel's planning on running again, or what's I what's have his no idea. Yeah. Um, I know he took a little bit of time off after mm-hmm. the election. Um, but no, I have no idea of any future plans. Mm-hmm. I uh, was born. In South Bend, where are you? A South Bend native? Did you come? I um, moved to Granger in '97. I'm from Northwest Indiana. Okay. Um. So I was born in Munster. We lived in Maryville. Mm-hmm. Um. Lived in Munster, and then my dad got a job or was tran- got a promotion that brought him to Elkhart, and we mm-hmm. lived in Granger. Okay. Um. I went to Penn. I went to Ivy Tech. Um. Got a degree in social work from Ivy Tech, went mm-hmm. to IUSB, mm-hmm. got a degree in general studies with a focus on arts and humanities, mm-hmm. minor in women and gender studies. Okay. Um, so I've been here most of my life. Mm-hmm. Penn graduate. My wife's a Penn graduate. I'm a Laville graduate. Do you know where Laville is? I do. I yeah. actually have a friend that went there. Oh, cool. So, so few people know where Lakeville is, and it's just a little bit south of South Bend. And you don't have to even look at it anymore since the bypass goes around it. Yeah. <laughs> you can see the house I grew up in from the bypass. Yeah. Obviously, you're living in South Bend now and running r- running for city council. What do you, what, what are you looking to achieve 
if you were if you were to get that at large position um i want to be an advocate for people okay um as the father of a son who's largely nonverbal mm-hmm. um i know what it takes to be an advocate i know that it's frustrating it's not easy it's not <laughs> fast it mm-hmm. takes follow through sometimes it takes so much patience. You just mm. think you're going to scream. Yeah. But uh, when you get results, it's worth it. Mm. And so I have that experience, I think, in being an advocate mm. that I think I can advocate for the people of South Bend. Right. Um, so your your son is on the autism spectrum Correct. and mostly nonverbal. Is he going to one of the South Bend schools now? No, he um, goes to the South Bend uh, a, different uh private school okay um just because of the uh accommodations Mm -hmm. um we sent him to therapy for half a day Mm -hmm. and um so we needed to choose a school that was going to allow him to go half day okay how old is he he's 11 he's 11 what's his name his name's joseph joseph okay now is he from a previous marriage from you or your husband or is he adopted no it's actually um Kind of serendipitous. <laughs> um, I worked with his biological mother at Starbucks. Okay. And knew him when he was a baby. Okay. And his biological mother is my husband's sister. Oh, okay. And so I knew Joseph before I knew my husband, Joshua. Oh, wow. Um, and then uh, I met Joshua through friends and... Um, we were both seeing other people, and then years later, we connected on Facebook, and he had, was raising Joseph. And mm-hmm. I was like, wait a minute, I know this kid. Uh-huh. Like, I held this kid when he was a baby. Yeah. Um, And, you know, we met, we started dating, and we were married. We started dating in September. We were married by April. Mm-hmm. Um, So I fell for both of them. Oh, that's great. That's a neat story. Now, um... Just going back, you know, you you were raised Jewish. Were you traditional? No, Jewish? I was raised Catholic. You were raised Catholic. I'm, oh, uh, you're converting you're, to Judaism. You're, okay, and um, Joshua is is Jewish. Is Jewish. Okay, I uh, I got that mixed up a little bit. So, um, what's the conversion like? Um, I a lot of reading, uh-huh. a lot of reading. Um. Judaism, there's a cultural component to it and a a sort of shared history Mm -hmm. component to it. So a lot of reading, a lot of different philosophies on things, Mm -hmm. um, which is something that attracted me to it, is that there's no right way to be a Jew. Mm -hmm. Um, There are so many ways. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm certainly not... um, you know, uh, I don't subscribe to different kinds of dogma or anything like that. Mm-hmm. Um, but there is a lot of like historical stuff that attracted me to Judaism mm-hmm. and a lot of cultural stuff. Mm. So, were you a good Catholic? Uh, no. Okay. Um, so <laughs> I'm going to throw my parents under the bus here, but um, we went to like CCD right uh, uh, as a babysitting service, kind of. Uh-huh. Um, and I would ask my dad, uh, "How come you don't have to go to church on Sundays?" And he'd say, "I already know what they're going to say." Okay. Um, 
And when we lived in Munster, my grandparents would pick us up and bring us, just my sister and I, to church on Sundays. Uh, okay. But my parents didn't go because okay. my dad knew what they were going to say, so he didn't need to. Yeah, yeah. Um, we we didn't really even go on holidays, right? So yeah, okay. I uh, the the amount of work it takes to join into the convert to Catholicism sounds similar to Judaism. Yeah, there's a lot of similarities actually in like the um the services like mm-hmm. you know, Oh yeah. the way they're traditional mm-hmm. and um yeah, it's I mean it, there there are a lot of differences but there's definitely similarities. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's uh my uh, you know I m- my wife was raised catholic and I was raised nothing and um and uh it was uh just interesting. I, my first experience, uh, at the Catholic church was I was best man on my best friend's wedding and the bishop did the service. Um, it was at St. Matt's and, um, they did the full mass and stuff like that. I didn't know when to sit, stand up, sit down, kneel, and I'm up there with them. It was, it was, uh, it was rough. And my kids, uh, Went. Uh, my daughter went to Catholic school till eighth grade, and my son went till fourth grade, and um, then they went to Mishawaka after that Mishawaka school system. But uh, yeah, it's just it's just interesting watch, watching the different uh, the different things that go on and how there are some similarities. It's uh, it's it's really neat. You know, I, I I think about I think about your your what you're carrying as as a um as a person um you know <laughs> you're you're converting to Judaism um you're a gay dad and you've got an autistic son and right. now you're running for city council mm-hmm. <laughs> i just uh, i i I, I can't imagine having that much energy um, to to be able to handle that. I mean, I guess that since you were up for forty five hours during Mel's yeah. campaign, you I, can handle it. I don't I, know. Like it all, it doesn't seem like so. Like when you say it like that, it sounds like a lot, but yeah. it's not. It doesn't. It doesn't feel like that to me. Like it feels like I guess like stuff I should be doing. Uh-huh. Like, um. And I still have time to watch a lot of TV and read and, uh-huh. and do the things that I like. Right, right. Um, but yeah, <laughs> I just uh, you know coming. I, I've got a, a grandson that's I think he's going to be five months old, um, and they're they live out in the DC area. And I started you know going baby crazy, obviously after he was born. So I. Then I started remembering what it was like because we raised two kids and uh, they were three years apart. And I started remembering that you, know, you just didn't sleep much for a lot, a, a lot of the number of years. And I just, uh, I talked to my wife about it and I'm like, yeah, I'm glad we did it when we were young because I can't do it. <laughs> I can't do it again. My son is an incredible sleeper. He will tell you when he's tired uh-huh. and ready for bed. Mm-hmm. He'll, We'll put him to bed. If he gets up in the middle of the night, he'll play for a little bit, put himself back to bed. Mm-hmm. He likes sleeping in on the weekends. Yeah. Um, so I'm incredibly lucky. Yeah, that's in cool. In the sleep department. Yeah. 
And 11 is a lot easier than three. Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> no matter what situation, 11 is always easier than three. Yeah. <laughs> Starts getting hard again in the teenage years, but uh, that's uh, that's coming up soon for you. Um, oh, yes. Thinking, thinking about um, just autism in general, um, I imagine you've done a lot of reading on it and what – what breakthroughs are coming out and stuff like that. Do you see a light at the end of the tunnel for, for these kids? Or? I think that the way I look at it is that Joseph will have a different life than me. Mm-hmm. And what's a good life for me is going to be different. A good life for Joseph is going to be different. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think there's a cure. I don't think it's a disease necessarily. Mm-hmm. I just think he's going to have, different struggles than I do and different Mm -hmm. triumphs than I do. Mm -hmm. Um, For instance, he'll never have to worry about having a job or finances Mm -hmm. because other people are going to take care of that for him. Right. He does have to worry about how he communicates with people Mm -hmm. um, and keeping his emotions under control. Mm -hmm. So it's just different, I think. Right. Um, It's just a different life experience. Mm -hmm. Cool. What do you um what you know what's your take on the temperature in our country and our community around um LGBT LGBTQ um that the community um I, you know not not being yeah in it myself yeah. um you know I I I know a lot but uh you know I have friends yeah. friends who are in the community but I just I just wonder from your perspective, is it better? Is it worse? Um, Oh, it's definitely better. And Mm -hmm. I mean, our incredible mayor coming out, which was extremely brave, Mm -hmm. um, did a lot. Uh, I was in the board for a while at the LGBTQ center. Uh In fact, I, um, I was involved with the LGBTQ center way back when it was, another bookstore Mm -hmm. it was called and then they became a nonprofit Mm -hmm. and I was in the youth group. Then I led the youth group. I was a volunteer Mm -hmm. and intern. And then I was on the board of the board of directors when it switched over from the GLBT resource center to Mm -hmm. the LGBTQ center. Okay. Um, I was there for the first pride in the park event we did. Um, we've certainly come a long way and Mm -hmm. I mean, there's a long way to go, but, um, it's certainly in Indiana, we are uh, a small, pl- like a, a good place mm-hmm. as far as LGBTQ right, rights right. is concerned. And um, like, I feel relatively safe mm-hmm. being a gay father mm-hmm. um, that's putting myself in the public eye right. to run for office. Right. Um, so. So that that's that is a huge jump from when I was your age. Yeah. Um, and it's funny because my um, my grandmother was an antique dealer, and her whole circle of friends were gay, um, gay men. Yeah. And uh, one of them was an auctioneer, and two of them had a, a shop in Michigan. So I was around them from the time I was little, and uh, it just never. It, 
never was a thing for me. It, 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 I didn't, it, right. it, I, and I didn't, I didn't get it when somebody at school would say, "Oh, you're just gay," or and, yeah, and, and stuff like it. it. Just I was like, yeah, but you know, Brit and uh, uh, um, Eddie and and the guys and John, they're they're just guys you know? yeah <laughs> you know, they're just friends of mine and the the auctioneer i was his uh i was his first ring man and i worked a bunch of his auctions up until i was i was about 17 18 uh and you know uh he's you know he's older now he's in a nursing home now but uh you know it was just i, I and I always tell people I was an advocate before um, all the uh, acronyms came out. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> because it was just a th- it, it was just no no big deal for me. So yeah. But then you know I worked in the restaurant business for a long time, and uh, a lot of the people I worked with were gay. And you know, um, kid named Chris that I worked with, you know, um, would uh, um, come and beat up sometimes. And, yeah. You know. Oh, absolutely. That, that that was jarring for me because just getting beat up for being, you know what I mean? Yeah, and uh, that it, still happens, and it happens even in places like San Francisco, which is mm-hmm. the gayest of the gay. Right. And and it still happens. And I, while I recognize South Bend is a good place for LGBTQ people, I don't want to get complicit because we're still just a few miles away from Memories Pizza, and we're still the state that brought you Mike Pence. Yeah. (laughs) Um, And we're still the state that, you know, tried to bring you Rifra and Mm -hmm. brought you Rifra. Right. And um, there are so many things, and it could just change in in an instant. Mm -hmm. Um, So while South Bend is a good place for LGBTQ people and Mm -hmm. LGBTQ families, uh, it it could change. Mm -hmm. And... um, I mean that that goes into back to why I'm running. Like I, I want to be on top of these things. Right. So if people want to follow you and find out where your campaign's going, how do they how do they get get in touch with you? Um, I don't have a website yet. Okay. I will after the first of the year. I'm looking okay. at. Um, but I do have alexforsouthbend.com. Okay. Um will land you on my Facebook, okay. my campaign Facebook page, um, which is Alex Georgia Rubin for South Bend at Large. Mm-hmm. Um, people can email me at alexforsouthbend mm-hmm. at gmail.com. Okay. Or people can call or text me. Okay. Um, my number is on my Facebook page. It's 574-575-1837. Mm-hmm. Um, and I... I'm so excited about meeting with people one on one. I think that that is the most important thing that I'll be doing as a candidate. Right, is talking to people one on one. Right, um, hearing their problems, mm-hmm. um, hearing what they think the solution should be, mm-hmm. um, and then comparing and contrasting those yeah. those different views. Right, the 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 one the personal contact it's really why I started this podcast is because I get to meet people like you and uh you know it's it's kind of it, it's 
kind of forced because we're doing an interview, but you know, I, I always come, everybody I've talked to, you're number 63, I think, uh, 62 or 63. Everybody I've talked to, I've gotten some positive nuggets to, to take with me. So, you know, that's, that's what I hope some of my listeners get to. Uh, that's the, the one-on-one thing is just huge. Um, I think that we have covered just about everything. Is there anything you'd like to add? Um, just that I hope that people reach out to me. Um, and, and I I want to hear their stories. Mm-hmm. Um, or you know, even if they just want to just talk about their lives, not about issues. Mm-hmm. Um, just, I want to talk to people, mm-hmm. and I want people to reach out to me. Um, there are a lot of people in South Bend, and I'm going to do the absolute best I can to reach out to all of them, but it's impossible. So, I'm going to also need people for reaching out to me. Right. Um, right. I'm having an event that is going to be a meet and greet, and there will be more. Mm-hmm. Um, and that will all be put on the Facebook page and okay. eventually the website. Great. Um, and on my Facebook page, you can sign up for my email list. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to try to do a once a week mm-hmm. um, email letting people know like what I'm doing, what I'm going to be doing, mm-hmm. um, where they can find me. Right, right. Well, it's been a real pleasure meeting you and talking to you. This is, uh, and thank you for explaining how, uh, council, uh, stuff works because <laughs> I, I, you know, I talked to my friend Ross about it. And I'm like, yeah, I started thinking, I wish I would have asked these questions because, uh, you know, some of us just don't know. We I think that's we, the number one question that I've been getting is oh, why at large or what's yeah. at large yeah. or, um, explain at large like people right. really don't know and, right and i mean it's important though right so well everybody that listens to this it. podcast if they don't get anything right. else they'll know what at large right means. <laughs> right so so if you listen and you see me i'm gonna quiz you on it yeah <laughs> that's the first question out of your mouth well thanks so much for coming by alex Thank uh, you so uh this, this was me. great and i wish you best of luck in your uh, campaign and getting that council seat awesome thank you thanks alex Great news. For a limited time, you can get one month free of Spectrum Mobile service. That's right. One month free with any new line. This exclusive offer is only available at select Spectrum stores. So stop by today. Our team of mobile experts are ready to help you switch and save hundreds on your mobile bill. Don't miss out on this incredible offer. Come see us at Market at Hilliard, Taylor Square, and Waterloo Crossing. Spectrum Internet and auto pay required. Restrictions apply. Visit store for details.